0: This is Lantern Lights, COVID-19 edition, your destination for continuing coverage on the COVID-19 impact at The Ohio State University. All right, this is Lantern Lights. Covid nineteen edition for Tuesday, March twenty fourth. Today we are joined by reporter Owen Milnes, reporter Sarah Salagi, and media professor Nicole Kraft. This is kind of a, a crew for us here. The three of us are, the um, three of you guys are, are regular appearances. So we're going to talk about today. Was really you know today, yesterday, the first day of classes, and. And see you know go through our personal experiences and, and kind of see how this trial is going so far. So Owen, we could start with you. What, what have you experienced and what can you kind of tell us about what you've seen from your first classes?
1: Okay, so uh, from my own personal experiences, I found like one of my I had two classes yesterday. One was like a communications research methods lab and that was just the professor was just going through like the review powerpoints just over Zoom so it was like no real different than an in-person except i was sitting on my couch and then i had a a class after that uh, and it was pretty much the same type of thing where it's just powerpoint slides over a zoom type lecture and it kind of felt normal but it also felt like kind of like it's nice to have like that schedule and that normalcy and like any like semblance of that but it also kind of felt like weird and different because it was like just like listening to somebody like talk on zoom and like clicking and like watching their screen. Like it was, it was a little harder to stay engaged I thought because of that, because like, I mean, it's harder to stay engaged in like the lectures at sometimes anyway, but like this, like there's just so much more room for distraction. And I actually, uh, I actually talked to a couple of students about their experiences for an article I wrote that ran in paper today. And uh, they said um, one of them was a the second year in neuroscience and said that it was significantly easier to be distracted just because of like how much and like like was going on and like how easy it was for people to go off on tangents because they it feels like it adds like a bit more time because if it's like a pre recorded lecture, you don't have to be cut off when if it goes like 10 to twelve twenty or twelve thirty. You're not cut off at twelve thirty. You can just kind of keep going with what the video is. And so in like weighing out between the um it seems like there's like two lines of thinking with the classes of like pre-recorded lectures and the Zoom meetings, I feel like the Zoom has more benefits and like more of like a sense of like routine and scheduling just from my perspective and what I've heard and observed from others.
2: Another thing you can't really sense the, um, you know, sometimes you can feel the room shift like when you've, ta- you've talked too long as, a, as an instructor and you can kind of feel people start to get distracted and you know you got to move. You just, you don't have that anymore. So I think even people who may have caught themselves don't really have the ability to, um, you know, to recognize that they they're, they're losing the room. So I think that's something we're all going to have to try to adapt to as we move forward here. Um, what was your class like, Sarah?
3: Well, uh, yesterday, I just had one class, and it was for practicum, actually, so that went pretty well, but today, I had two. One was a pre-recorded lecture, and then the other was live on Zoom, and I found that I preferred the live on Zoom because... Because it did feel because he was open to having questions, people were able to unmute themselves and ask things or put stuff in the chat, which was really useful. And it really did feel almost exactly like regular class, but I really did find it much more difficult to pay attention, and I've found it hard to readjust back into a school frame of mind, because I really like rituals and routines, and so there was no pomp and circumstance coming back to Ohio State on a Saturday or Sunday when everybody is tan and lovely and it's pretty, and you're all ready for classes for the rest of the school year, because that just wasn't the case. It was sort of, Like I couldn't quite wrap my head around the fact that school was starting. Um, And also since I had gotten so used to having a routine during these past two weeks where I was reporting a lot every day on DeWine press conferences, for example, and now my class is going to be interfering with that is kind of weird. Um, So it's just a lot of changes that, Because I'm home and I'm not, I haven't been used to studying at home since I was in high school, which is weird because my mom is always asking me to do things. So there's distractions from all sides.
0: (laughs) It's definitely a bit surreal. I, I I agree when you say you couldn't wrap your head around it. When I had class yesterday, it just, you know, I woke up in the morning and I was like, this, it just doesn't feel right. But I want to say we are a little bit fortunate as Ohio State students because we get out of school earlier than a lot of other schools. So we only have to experience this for about a month or so where you think about schools like uh, just for example, UCLA Northwestern, those are schools that go till June and then there's a handful of them. Um, but those, you know, those students really had to adjust to two to three months of learning. How is the connection then? Uh, let's, let's talk about that because this is like a trial for Zoom itself and the, Car- and the Carmen conferences. And obviously the one pressing issue for most people was how is this going to work with connection with people from all around uh, the country, some classes even all around the world. Uh, there are concerns about connection. Have you guys experienced any serious connection issues thus far?
1: Uh, I haven't, but um, a couple of people I talked to said that they would get disconnected. And then when they got disconnected like from their internet, they would be like immediately like logged out of the Zoom and they'd have to go through the process of like rejoining and all that and like missing out on like some lecture material. And another person said that there were just like people's mics were cutting in and out during like a class discussion at times. So I think those are some like roadblocks and like uh rapper or like things we can get around. Like things that we need to like bugs we need to fix out, I guess.
2: Well, to a certain point, we're not going to be able to fix some things. You know, there are going to be internet issues that people have. We're so used to having uniformity of technology because we've been on the campus. We have extraordinary internet access at Ohio State. Now we're reliant on you know, Wide Open West or you know, Comcast or whatever your internet provider happens to be. So, you know, I think some of those things we're gonna. um, I don't want to say we're gonna live with them. We're gonna have to try to navigate them as we move forward. But it's not something the university will necessarily. able to rectify for everyone. I do think it's super important that we know you can connect to every Zoom meeting through the phone. So even if you don't have internet to get that phone number that you can call and the passcode for the meeting so you can join it. And and it's important that every, you know, in our classes we um, record all of the uh, sessions that we have, we put them up in our Carmen page. We have a Carmen landing page for every class. And so if we can put them up in the Carmen landing page, and then if you do miss anything, then you're able to jump back on and, um, and listen at that point. But, you know, I think one of the things that we're trying to do in common, we just had a meeting about it about it two hours ago, is kind of anticipating the problems and the challenges before they happen, and seeing if we can figure out, you know, how to address them. And, and that's something that we all need to be paying attention to, and sharing if we could, you know, the positives and the negatives and the challenges that we're having.
3: I personally have not experienced any technological difficulties yet, but I am very fortunate in that I have a very good wireless connection. I will say that I was anticipating some issues with larger classes, like the class that I did Zoom lecture today has uh, close to 80 people in it, but I didn't find much difficulty in that. However, obviously I can't speak for the 70 plus other students in class. And I do know someone who wasn't able to access because she doesn't have Wi-Fi. Um, I'm also curious to see how professors are going to be dealing with making accommodations for students who maybe can only dial in because that definitely is not optimal. Um, they're not getting the same benefit or experience as somebody who can watch maybe uh, some professors are writing things on the Zoom lecture or just seeing their face otherwise. And I'm hoping that somebody's internet circumstances or lack thereof won't negatively impact their grades.
0: One well, thing I want to go ahead. go ahead, Nicole. No, Kevin, please. Well, so the one thing I want to talk about too is Yesterday we were speaking about pass-fail, right, and how that is, you know, is it an accurate representation of your learning? And obviously there are courses, and I've said this before about lab courses and, you know, a lot of the journalism courses, where you, you just can't replace them online. But I'm sure all of, uh, oh, and so you guys are in lecture courses, how compromised has online in, in the two days you've been doing it? How much do you think your learning has been compromised due to online courses in a lecture course where it's certainly possible uh, to to run an online class? Have you noticed that there's a a very big difference or do you think it's, you know, pretty much pretty close to uh, what you would be getting in person? Uh,
1: I think it's, um, it depends on the class. Like my research methods lecture class was pretty, pretty similar because it's just like material, you know, like it's not like a hands-on learning thing, but I'm, I'm in Nicole's sports media class right now. And I think that was, that class was pretty heavily impacted by everything because, you know, there's, there's no sports anymore. Yeah. And a, lot of, <laughs> and a lot of like what we do in there is very like hands-on. I feel like that's a little harder to translate through to zoom, but luckily Nicole's done such, what I think is a pretty good job of doing it so far. Like we have the breakout, like we can set up like breakout rooms to go and like do group work where it's kind of, it's not like you're sitting at a table working with someone, but it's like probably the, best thing given all these circumstances I mean, i definitely think that zoom is by far the way to go compared to like the just like the recorded lectures because like like with how my research methods class is broken down into it we have the lab via zoom on monday and then he's just going to be the professor's going to be recording like lecture videos on youtube to put up for like the wednesday friday portion of there so i feel like it would be more of like an on-your-own kind of thing as opposed to Zoom creates like a schedule and a sense of normalcy. And I feel that's just like super important.
2: Well, it's funny, Kevin. I mean, you know, the fact that we're even doing Zoom and that we have this plan for the rest of the semester and that, you know, other places do for the rest of the quarter, you came across a school today that I guess is going back?
0: Yeah, Liberty University uh, located in Virginia is going back. Their uh, president has said, We're going to allow up to 2,000 kids to go back to school this week, which, I mean, it is certainly a shocking uh, development because everything is shut down. I mean, a lot of states have moved to even lockdowns. So for, uh, you know, this is, Virginia is not a state with under 10 cases. They have 290 cases in their state. So this is a shocking move, and, and I'm not really sure what to say about it, but it's, based off of everything that's happening, this is a surprise, a big surprise to a lot of people.
2: Well, I'm just really, you know, it makes me grateful that the university has um, the forethought to have, you know, put all of this in motion at a point before we reached a critical mass before we reached the point that everyone came back from spring break. You know, I think there are a lot of people who are behind the curve, um, who, you know, we see all the videos from Florida. Um, you know, I have a friend of mine whose daughter's in Florida and at this point she can't come home because they have no idea she's been exposed. Um, you know, she was out on the beach all during spring break. And, um, you know, I think for whatever challenges we may have technologically and, you know, how students are feeling. And I I totally recognize and appreciate how people may be feeling disconnected and like, this is not the experience they want. Um, You know, I'm so grateful that I get to see all of you every day and I get to see my students and um, we get to be part of this experience still together and continue without putting ourselves at risk. And, you know, it's a it's such a balance of like you know the you know the we've seen from the administration saying well we have to keep the economy and you know people have said the same thing about education we have to keep education going and you know at what expense would we do that if we were to expose people so this is going to be this is a story that's going to you know keep evolving about when people decide against you know medical advice against researchers against uh, you know elected officials like Governor DeWine here to go back into, um, you know, mass quantities of people. And and I think that's something that we're going to have to monitor from the perspective of the lantern for sure.
1: Yeah. And then I was just looking up real quick, the stats about Liberty University. And so CNN did the report, they're letting more than a thousand students return to campus during this outbreak, but their total population is 45,000. That is like, I didn't realize they were that large of a university to do that. I thought they were more of a smaller type of school. And so that just brings me to the question of like, what is like swaying these people to not, because education is something that you can put like on hold because of this and do it virtually. Like I understand they're making, I understand there are some jobs that you can't work virtually. Like my stepdad's a mechanic. You can't really do that from home kind of thing. So I think that the, I think that might be a little too soon by Liberty university. And even the, uh, even the federal government I saw was talking about um, it's two weeks. Like Pence said something two weeks in, like from now. So like even then, I think they're just acting, acting a little rashly and probably not putting the best interests of the community or and the students in there.
2: Well, we know Ohio State today just canceled um, Innovate, which is the largest technology conference that we hold every year. Um, Yesterday, I got a notice that the Academy of Teaching conference has been canceled. So, you know, I have no doubt that Ohio State is in this to protect students and faculty and staff for the long haul. Um, And, you know, it's so sad, you know, these things as we get these notifications, canceled, 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 but it feels like it's a small price to pay to make sure that, you know, people stay as safe as possible.
3: The idea isn't... for it to be over quickly. The idea is to spread out the spread in order to keep hospitals under capacity. Uh, My dad is a critical care physician and he is facing, it is the front lines. And I mean, we're using rhetoric around this, like it's a war and in some ways I agree with it because he is one of the first people to see these possible patients um, and i can and it's very stressful it's i mean being a critical care physician on your own is one of the more stressful jobs you can have and then having to deal with this global outbreak that comes once every once every hundred years um it's important for people to be realistic in that two weeks isn't going to magically eradicate the virus it's going to take months um, and it's going to take months of us being proactive in order to mitigate the effects that we've, uh, so that it doesn't happen like what's happened overseas.
0: So as, as we look at this Liberty University situation, let's point out a few things as well. They're actually going against uh, an order from Virginia Governor Ralph Northman, who on Monday issued uh, a statewide banning of gatherings of more than 10 people and closings of non-essential businesses and schools K-12. to Um, but they're also giving students the option to go back. So this isn't a requirement. They're not forcing students to go back to the university, and they will be continuing online instruction, which really just, to me, does not make any sense. Why would you send them back if you already have the plan in place to do it online? But I think it's just interesting monitor because maybe other schools I mean we've seen this domino effect throughout this whole virus I mean Ohio State was really one of the earlier schools to to put things on hold and to cancel and then right after Ohio State did, you saw a bunch of other schools that day do similar things because of how big of a university and how impactful the University of Ohio State is other schools followed suit and did a similar thing so it's you know this is a crazy situation what Liberty is doing but it's interesting to see if other schools may consider, you know, starting to send their students back because they, they feel influenced by what they're doing and they say, well, if they're doing it, then why can't we do it? Um, so hopefully that's not the case because we still have, like Sarah mentioned, we have to practice everything that, uh, you know, the doctors are preaching, but it, it's interesting. We've seen this domino effect work through the virus, and, and this could be another case of that. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll certainly monitor that situation, but anything else you guys does want to add about uh, hearing from others about the first day of classes and how this is all getting started for us here
2: just for everybody to keep doing what we're doing and, and we wanna hear how things are going. So we really hope that people reach out to us and let us know you know, what's working in your classes, what's not working in your classes, what are things that we all need to know so that we can do it better, do it differently. Um, you know, this is gonna be an ever evolving, changing uh, mode of, of communication as we move forward teaching our classes this way. And you know, what we can learn from each other now and, and the, the level of honesty and engagement we can have, I think is gonna help us continue to be the leader moving forward.
0: Yeah, certainly share your experiences with us on the social media channels uh, at The Lantern uh, everywhere. And we may put out some polls to see what you guys have been experiencing and, and take some information. But we do want to hear what you guys want to say and maybe tell us the creative ways that your professors uh, are handling things so, so we can inform other people about, about what's going on. But Owen, oh, Sarah, Nicole, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.